and let me know if that does yeah work. it is it is showing the little red recording sign we are flashing i okay. think we are on air we are live woo, woo, woo. so uh welcome everybody to another episode of good stuff with bad people i am your host cj cox and i am not here with some bad people we have jackie monahan well hello that's loud we have dami saklari uh at some point dart and i want to talk about ricardo right i think i think dart agree ricardo needs to be spoken about oh ricardo is a delight yes yeah oh, okay all right well and also then let's introduce d'artagnan Jeantopoulos. Hello, hello, good listeners. We have Julie Perkins. Hi. All bundled up in a blanket and Chip Phillips. In a Aloha. Uh, because Los Angeles is cold. Oh, freezing. Freezing. Certainly not the warmest LA has ever been. I know. Um, I'm thinking of the, you know, the rest of the country and, you know, they might be blanketed under, they, they had a huge snowstorm in like, Colorado and the Rockies and everything, but uh, we're still going to complain because it's been, it's been like 45 degrees. I yeah. will admit to something while I'm walking the dogs, like sometimes I do midnight walks and it's, it's like in the fort because it's pretty cold. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they poop out a steamer. It feels really good to pick it up. Oh, oh I, I <laughs> that's think, awesome. I think um, we should start over. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we, went, we went a minute. We didn't go quite a minute and a half before we talked about poop. Oh, I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally holding poop as we speak. You knew I was oh, walking dogs during God. this. Uh, but oh, one of the things from the body are warm like that. So that is a, that is a natural, good little process that we are experiencing. Exactly. It's, 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 it's a kuda matata. It's a kuda matata. Don't encourage him. Don't, <laughs> don't even. Don't even. I just, every now and then I feel like we've got to justify some poop talk. Uh, I don't know if we ever justify it. We just talk about it. Um, you know, is there, is there justification for that? Oh, like the donkey stomp? Was there justification for the donkey stomping? You mean the waffle stomp? Or whatever it's called. Yeah. The donkey stomp is a different thing. Uh, we will we will blame my kid for that because he is uh, he is directly responsible for for giving us the waffle stomp. Um, Julie has come out from under her blanket. That's that's encouraging. Um, okay, so what's uh, what's going on with people? What's going on? I thought I was the only one really luxuriating in that it was cold and making a big deal out of it, but I guess you guys are too, so it's fun to see that. Um, I I do love, like, I've got an extra comforter on top of my, my regular comforter on my bed, and I love when I can sleep under both of them because normally, normally that's way too hot, but when it's cold and I love sleeping in my, I love sleeping in the cold weather. Yeah, it's so nice, you guys. We're acting like it's 20 degrees. We really are, and I love it. I'm not ashamed. It was 43 last night. It was 62 at our house this morning, and it was, like, the coldest it's ever been. I was just like, oh, shit. I I know. We are are not a hardy people. No. It used to be. Jackie and I are both from the East Coast. So is Dami. So am I. So is Chip, yeah. I'm, Chip, I'm the true. Chip, we yeah. thought you were born here. <laughs> yeah, Chip. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just picked up Chip on the, he was a drifter. Um, <laughs> quiet, I forget he exists. Trip. He doesn't even know where he's from. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, have you had a haircut, Mr. Chip Phillips? Yeah. Good look, uh, yeah. Wow. Looks good. I am looking forward to actually getting a real haircut by somebody who knows what they're doing, which will be the first time in over a year. Wow. My, my last haircut was probably January of 2020. Um, I have to, I have to, I have to ask as someone who has a shaved head, I, I have to ask like, there, there's not a lot there. I'm just saying in a polite way to cut. So do you pay him the same amount of money? Do you get a discount? Like, how does it work? Uh, I have to say that as my hair has gotten thinner, uh, I have I have stopped I have stopped going to like good barbers. I mean, yeah. I, I just I just go to the local barber and I'm just like, you know, just just do the thing, just do the thing. And uh, and I'm not above going to supercuts. It's kind of um, funny. Most for most of my life, I've gotten very inexpensive, simple haircuts, and it's sort of the opposite situation. Where instead of have you know having less hair to deal with, I've had always so much to deal with. But despite the inverse proportions, I I've often I usually just get the simplest thing I can get. I can't imagine. I mean, that there would be hairstylists that you walk in the you just walk in the door. Um, someplace and people aren't like, oh yeah, give me that guy. I've seen some hail marys tossed in the barber chairs and the salon chairs before I sit down. I would think I would think that they would just say like, oh, there's so much to work with there. That I'm an artist and that's an enormous palette and I just I just want it. I just want to work that hair. I bet you know who they're like, this is going to take forever and I'm going to get I'm going to get carpal tunnel trying to cut through it. <laughs> <laughs> Art could go to somebody who specializes in topiaries. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Now that would be Dinosaur. something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like a like a shark fin on top. Ooh. Do that. Oh, I love that song. That that LL Cool J song. That is like a shark fin. Oh, I, got I got my voice all whacked. Somebody's sick, he's making records, but he wants to relax. I couldn't, shouldn't, and it'll stay that way. The best rapper you heard is LL Cool J. Kamikaze, take a look at what I've done. I used to rock in my basement, now I'm number one. Wow, that was a rattling I've never heard from Jackie. Rap, that's impressive. That, that is awesome. And that song, the song, for people who don't know it, is the, it's the, the theme song to... To deep blue, deep blue right? Sea. Deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. Wow. About okay, Dami, tell us about that movie. Uh, Rennie Harlan directed it. It's a horror film. Samuel L. Jackson's in it about sort of genetically enhanced sharks. And, they make you know, smarter. They make smarter. The best part of the movie is is I'll give away something. Samuel L. Jackson is like it's early in the film. Like shit has gone down, and he's gathered the troops and. He gives this great Samuel L. Jackson speech. You know, he, he does one of those things. And right in the middle of it, Shark just jumps out of the water and just grabs him and he's gone. That's really, that movie. Oh, I've seen really that clip funny. before. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Does he say just, motherfucker at all? I think he's probably. Just on the verge. He's just on the verge of saying it and the shark grabs him. They just had that on a clip uh, last night. On Colbert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, we have just tapped into the cultural zeitgeist today. Synchronicity. <laughs> and we have a pulse on the people right now. We do. We do. I'm, I'm going to make a request to, to Jackie. So I play that song every weekend for my horror guys because it was one of the movies we showed. I do a little jam session before, before horror night. I'm like a DJ. I would love Jackie to come on and do the whole song. I, w I would love to. Surprise everybody. I'll just surprise, like, I'll just throw you in there and then you just do, you rap the entire song and then you disappear. You could stay and talk or you could just disappear. It'd be really fun. Forget Oreos, eat Cool J cookies, I'm bad. DJ. <laughs> My hat is like a shocks fan. I'm bad as can be. Yeah. Now, I love that song. <laughs> yeah. Although, although, wait, I was never, I guess I was never clear on on whether I was hearing the, the words, the lyrics correctly. Is it my head is like a shark's fin? Cause I was hearing- My hat, my hat is like hat. a shark's fin hat. 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 So, so he's just wearing a hat that's like a shark fin? My it's hat symbolic. is a shark's fin. It's, it's, What's the it's deal? symbolism. So this whole song is just about- And it'll stay that way. The best rapper you heard is LL Cool J. Forget Oreos, eat Cool J cookies. I'm bad. Cool J. Um, well, I'm still, I'm still wondering why it's just the hat. Because I thought... Okay, okay. Can we do this as we get along in the pod with other subjects? How about have somebody Google search it? Well, why don't we do the Google song? But someone yeah. has to search how, like, what the meaning is behind the song. Uh, okay, do we want hmm. to do we want to jump into that now or later? Could do it later. Okay, because we uh, where do we want to go to first? Let's go. Let's change it up. Yeah, let's I looked it up. My hat is like a shark spin. Uh, wait. So what? You've got the lyrics right there, Jackie. Yeah. Okay, read them. My hat is like a shark spin. No, no. Look, we need to look up the meaning. The meaning of the lyrics. All right, you know what? Since we're doing that, we are just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna Google it. We're gonna Google it, people. We are Googling it right now. There are oceans of knowledge we missed while in college. Facts we've lost track of that we like to know. You might not give a shit, but we are inquisitive. So sound off the bugle to Google. We go with a hi, hi, hey, and a he, he, ho. Why is the internet so goddamn slow? With a hi, hi, hey, and a he, he, ho. It's up to Google. We go. Okay, uh, according... I love that song. I love that. <laughs> really good. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a whole album of sea shanties. Just you wait. <laughs> um, okay, so according to Reddit, which, yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> Deepest Blue, my hat is like a shark's fin. It's actually his hat that's like a shark's fin. The line originated from a longer verse in his 1987 track, I'm Bad. It goes, MCs can't win. I make them rust like tin. They call me Jaws. My hat is like a shark's fin. I like to put huh. LL in, in his pool. That would make him LL Pool J. Oh, boy. Oh, and he man. takes off his hat and runs it around the water like a fin humming the Jaws theme. It should also be noted that tin does not really rust. Tin's actually kind of expensive, and a lot of the things we call tin are really galvanized steel. Uh, that's 
uh, but it does rhyme with Finn. Um, <laughs> well, so that ruins Love Shack as well, because the tin roof isn't really rusted. Oh, although, although, gold star for Chip, gold star for Chip. Gold star, well, okay, but a, but a gold star for who knows what that actually means. Uh, tin roof? My rusted. tin roof rusted. It means um, something got past the diaphragm. Whoa. Uh, and I think I'm pregnant. Whoa. It's, it's Southern slang because they're from. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. That's, oh my that's a long journey. That's really funny. That's a rubber roof. Uh, yeah, I guess nobody has it. It would be rubber roof busted. Yeah, who has a rubber roof? But yeah, that's that's what that phrase means. So see, no. see what a public service we're doing by being so educational. Although I don't. Okay, so he took off his hat and in the pool, and he runs it around while he sings the Jaws theme. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's kind of, I, I am going to call, um, maybe not abs. I'm not going to call bullshit on those lyrics, but I am going to say like, uh, okay, come on, come on. One of the best songs in the world. So he referenced, so he referenced that in, in a previous song. And then he just took out that lyric because they said, Hey, do us a, a, a shark song for the, uh, for this movie and I uh, bet the person who made the movie already loved that song if you know that song growing up you love it so you think Rennie Harlan just said yeah dude we need that song yeah. we need you to yeah. end on it yeah I can ask Rennie I'm friends with him on Facebook you should okay oh. ask Rennie and get back to us because these are things that uh, these are things that people need to know um all right and speaking of things that people need to know i think we should talk to dart whoa dart virgin ears let's talk dirty to dart and young okay um today since dr dart knows all things that are sexual um (laughs) he's going to explain to us the monkey wrench Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jackie and I literally did the same thing. We went ooh, and then we transitioned into primate sounds. That's impressive. Okay. Monkey wrench. Oh, boy. Well, a monkey wrench is a curious wrench. It's not like every other wrench. I'm guessing that it has something to do with the fact that you have to close together the gap between two large pinching parts. And maybe, maybe you have to twist some. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know. There should be twisting involved. So let's let's keep that out. But let's say that the monkey wrench, you're clamping something down ever tighter between two, you know, slowly closing vice-like thing. Maybe they're your hands, maybe they're your legs, maybe they're just your arms. There's something, something to pinch something else. And after you have pinched it, naturally, as with a wrench. You must start to give it a twist. I, I hope, I hope it's not too aggressive because that sounds painful. So if you're doing the monkey wrench, be careful. I think you should have some sort of 
medium to reduce or enhance friction depending on what you're trying to accomplish. But the monkey wrench is you're clamping something down between two parts and you're you're gonna turn you're gonna twist it a bit. Uh, okay. Any anybody else? That seems very well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chip, um, you usually have a good uh, a good thought yeah, of Chip, what usually have the actual good suggestions. <laughs> Just yeah. sex with monkeys. Uh, uh, not uh, nothing. Uh, you got you got nothing. I got nothing except monkey, monkey sex. Monkey sex. <laughs> monkey sex. Uh, there there was a there's a great video that I'll try and post a link to, but um, Drew Drogi and Mitch Silpa, um, who are both groundlings here in LA. Um, they, they do a bit, they do They're doing sketches online called two old Queens catching up who only have a minute to catch up. And they just do a lot of non sequiturs. And one of the things is like, uh, that they say to each other is Donald O'Connor used to fuck like a spider monkey. Um, Although just as a note, cause I was thinking like, is there actually a thing called a monkey wrench? Um, Solomon Merrick of Springfield, Massachusetts, patented the first wrench in 1935. And then Charles Monkey, M-O-N-C-K-Y, a Baltimore mechanic, invented the monkey wrench about 1858. No uh, way. Monkey's wrench was named using a purposeful misspelling of his name. So that's so there's actually a monkey wrench that is patented. That is so um, funny. And so in honor of that, Dart... Dr. Dart is now going to explain to us um, the uh, real meaning of monkey wrench. All right, folks. The monkey wrench is when a person pulls your dick, possibly painfully, back through your legs and then proceeds to blow you. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that did involve some kind of yank, some kind of between two objects work. I didn't expect the fellatio, but... Uh, I mean, how could... I didn't expect the fellatio. <laughs> how often I have said that in my life. It's always a nice surprise. <laughs> how does that even work? Isn't that called, like, eggs in a basket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like sausage and eggs? I don't know. I do like that. I like... I like a, gra- a Denny's Grand Slam, perhaps. <laughs> the moon's over my hammy. <laughs> hey, you got you got the pancakes with your cheeks. You got your eggs. You got your sausage. That sounds like a breakfast to me. Wouldn't that yeah. be painful? It could be. Yeah, I think depending on how erect you are. Yeah, that would be very painful. That could be very painful. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Speaking of Miami. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did did anybody else? Okay. When Dart uh, when Dommy said that, did anybody else just think like, oh, brace yourself? Yeah, I, I, I was did. thinking. I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> okay, so continue with that, Tommy. How about Florida man? Ah, oh, oh. that's just that's a exactly. way. That was, that was that was worthwhile then. Florida man, Florida man, doing crazy shit while getting a tan. Okay, uh, today's story from Florida man uh, follows our theme. But it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Um, Where is this? Where did this happen? Uh, Let's I'm I'm looking for um, where it is. But 
Uh, monkey in diaper found clinging to Florida man in stolen car, police say. And they have a picture of the monkey in a diaper just holding on to the guy who's been handcuffed. And he looks sad. The officers look a little perplexed. Like, all right, what the fuck do we do with the monkey now? Oh, my goodness. What happened? A Florida man had to be separated from his his capuchin monkey after he was arrested for reportedly driving a stolen vehicle into a ditch in Holiday. Oh, my. The monkey, named Monk, is seen clinging to the shirt of Cody Blake Hessen, who was arrested for auto theft. Sheriff's officials say Monk was wearing a diaper. Hessen did not have a permit for the animal and could face additional charges, officials say. The sheriff's office posted arrest video on YouTube. And in the video, oh, in the video, Hessen and Monk share a goodbye hug before the animal was confiscated. Wildlife officials took possession of the monkey and took it to the Suncoast Primate Sanctuary for evaluation. Oh, at least it went to a primate sanctuary. Yeah, so maybe it went to frolic with other monkeys, but... Oh. oh, that's sad. You know what? There's a lesson here. If you're going to commit a crime, do not take your loved monkey with you. Yeah, I guess. Well, then, may, actually, maybe it's better that you brought the monkey because let's say you got arrested and the monkey was at home and then you had to go back to your monkey. No, that you'd, poor you'd, monkey's you'd, on its, it's own. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. You'd let somebody know. It's like, oh, can you go take care of Monk for me? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I go commit this crime real quick. I don't think. You get, you get one call. And so. Oh, that's. You they, 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 no, that's feet. old school. Everyone has a cell phone. That's fine. No, they take, I, they take your cell phone. You don't sit in jail on your cell phone. Do you think it wants a spur of the, they take your cell phone? Yeah, you get your, you get your playing card and your harmonica like in every movie. That's it. If, if your phone's not charged, you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Maybe it was spur of the moment and he had the monkey with him. Maybe, you know. Oh, maybe there's more to the story. Maybe it's his ex-girlfriend's truck that she stole from him and he's stealing back. Something like that. Always but a if it's your truck, would you drive it into a ditch? Well, um, that's a good point. I'm, I'm just concerned about who where, who the monkey belongs with. I want a monkey to hug. Well, it's probably his. People have... Uh, no, it's... it's pet monkeys. I mean, yeah, the, the monkey is, is really hanging on to him. <laughs> it's very... Oh, monkey! Very <laughs> serious. a monkey! Maybe yeah. he was getting monkey wrenched by the monkey when he lost control of the car. Maybe that's why. Maybe. That's- I have a feeling there's a connection. Oh. Is there an end result? Wait, is there an end result to this story? Is there? It's do we know what happened to him? This did happen in 2018, so maybe we might have to look it up. And there might be a heartwarming story where he was reunited with the monkey. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. That, oh. That's what I it hurts. Think. That he got out of jail. That as he's as he's released from prison, it for, hurts. Um, <laughs> that the monkey, the monkey is out there waiting, smoking a cigarette by a. Oh. Uh, Let the monkey be okay. Yeah, it uh, hurts. Thunderbird. I have a feeling <laughs> that when, because the monkey went to a, shank, a a sanctuary, because it went to a sanctuary, it must have had some sort of evaluation, and I hope that they 
had room to either help it out or not. Uh, that would be that would be really <laughs> We want to speak a bit in the, in the native tongue of the monkey, so it, it's you know it can find us in the ether. Okay. Um, I I had a monkey. <gasps> no. When and for how long? CJ, I'm furious. All you do is talk about that dog licking your butthole when all the time. <laughs> when you had a monkey. I had a monkey that used to give me a monkey wrench every now and then. Oh, oh no. my god! Um, no. Yeah. All you do is talk about that dog. <laughs> Jackie, you're the one who keeps talking about the dog. I know that's why it's funny. I know, I know, that's why I like it. I <laughs> talked about the dog once, and I've never, <laughs> I've never stopped hearing about it since then. Um, um, <laughs> I had a monkey named Betty. <gasps> For about six Betty. months, when I lived in a little village called Mati um, in the Philippines. I'm Whoa. serious right now. I can't be more angry. How come I don't ever heard this before? Was this, on, was this on a mission? Yeah. So when I was a missionary there, I I had a monkey for six months. Whoa! And how did that come? How, how did that come about? Uh, because there were there were people that we met in this little village, and they said like, "Oh, we're so tired of taking care of the stupid monkey." And I said, huh. "Oh, I'll take the monkey." And then it sort of became you you have little districts. So when I got transferred out, then it became the district monkey, and <laughs> then it stayed. It sort of just stayed with the apartment where we lived. So. Then the missionaries would take care of the monkey and... Did the monkey embrace you? Yeah. <gasps> How um, sweet. Was it so hard to leave the monkey? It was, except <laughs> in some ways, uh, the monkey The monkey was really, really needy. A needy monkey? Aww. It was a needy monkey. Oh. So, whereas, like, other pets, like dogs or cats, where you're like, okay, look, I'm busy, just go lay down, whatever. No, the, the monkey yeah. would just be, you know, all over you. I'm actually curious what Dart thinks, since he has that hatred towards squirrels and people feeding the squirrels. Like, how does he feel about monkeys? Oh, my feeling is the same for all uh non-human animals if you're uh human if, you're animals. Gonna, if you're gonna start feeding something you better maintain that or you're responsible for its demise yeah so this monkey had been domesticated as a baby and so right so as long as people are taking care of it and it's you know i mean that's not already very cool because it's probably rather wild to some degree and it deserves the proper attention of its natural ecosystem and habitats and, and social systems, but huh. <laughs> there's a domesticated monkey. So, oh, so dark. you think it's I bet that monkey is monkey? still alive. I don't know. I feel like that. It, that's pretty horrible. I feel bad for that monkey. Um, I bet they live for 20 or so years. A monkey. I think they can live longer than that. Oh, like the really small ones. Yeah. And, you know, since I since I had this monkey when I was 19 and um, I it's only been like five years since then, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's still alive. Right. You were. Yes. (laughs) That monkey's grandchildren are dead by now. (laughs) Wait a minute, CJ. Did you ever fool around in the in the little village 
uh, house and the monkey was there? <laughs> um, that would be <laughs> that would be no. Not that the monkey wasn't there. It's just that I was I I tried very hard to be good and I didn't fool around. I don't know. What I think you might have invented the monkey wrench there. What about masturbation with the monkey there? How did you pull that off? <laughs> I did not. I didn't. That's you could. Did you just have wet dreams every night? Uh, yeah, a lot. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you do. And here's here's the thing that I have talked to other return missionaries who were not as devout as I was, and they oh. said. Wait, what do you mean you didn't have sex with your missionary companions? Oh, <laughs> wow. They said that they they had sex with all of them. And you think about it, it was two of the most homoerotic years of my life. Because yeah, are you so mad you didn't take advantage? I Yes, I am. I, you I must be mad every day. I, <laughs> every day. I walk around, I stomp around and just say like, why didn't I? My sponsor would have me like every day take a minute and just get mad about it so I could move on. So okay. it wasn't like lingering. Uh-huh. Um, yes, yeah, so that, um, because... You know, you take you take these boys at their sexual peak, and, and you're one of them. And you're one of them, and you put them in a society where they are not only removed from from female companionship. You cannot be alone with with a woman under seventy. Um, you so under seventy. Julia has said one thing, and then off screen you hear under seventy. <laughs> she's like, she's the, like, when I hit seventy, I am going over to the mission. And yeah, and I'm being like, hey, let's ha- let's hang out. You guys can hang out near me. I know. So you can't be alone, and then, but also you're removed from your family too. So you have all of these these boys, most of whom are heterosexual. Um, who were also just starved for any kind of physical affection. So we were always just hanging on to each other and wrestling, and we set up just. Do you need to pause for a second, CJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but I'm not so much angry about that, about not having sex as a missionary because you're not supposed to, and I agreed not to. But what I am angry about is BYU. Um, So I went to Brigham Young University and also the same, the same thing that I was, I was actually just really, really naive. CJ. Yeah. That people said like, wait a minute, did you, you never had sex down in the, the, the field house that there was down in the field house. Yeah. There was a, so there were two, there was a new gym and then there was an old gym and I had a PE class down in the old gym and I always felt really uncomfortable in the showers because I assumed that the guys there who were all jocks, that they knew I was in the theater program and they wanted to kick my ass because everybody was just kind of, there was a, they were looking at me. There was a They, they wanted your ass all right. They didn't want to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to pretend they were your 
friend's dog. They want to monkey wrench it. <laughs> and, and so now I, I am oh. angry that I did not take advantage at BYU because Furious day. Furious. When you get the uh when you get the shot, you better reenact all these scenes. I better so yeah. how, Okay, which leads us into our topic today. Uh the vaccination Olympics, because it's like today is my birthday. Ooh. Um, after after writers group, I have an appointment to go get my first of two vaccinations. Yay! You know you're going to make love to the nurse if it's a male nurse. <laughs> Sweet love to him. Where are you you're going to listen? Right? I was on the mission. I was at Brigham Young. You're doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, oh, I. <laughs> the universe owes me this. So, so Ben, yeah. because I'm going to give you a monkey wrench. Yeah. Huh. Where are you getting it done, CJ? So, um, and this is actually thanks to Dommy. We're giving a nod to to Dommy because he told me how to do it. And you have to go on the county website at midnight. uh, You have to do it late because there are no appointments available. Um, And there's just a list of all of the places that you can get vaccinated, like, for example, Dodger Stadium or... Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital, um, but I kept clicking on the sites and they just said like, no appointments available, no appointments available, no appointments available. And then finally at the Rite Aid right around the corner from me, there was an appointment or just one loan appointment for this afternoon at 3.45. So I am- Congratulations. I am so excited about this. Can I go with you and get it? Yeah, yeah. Tommy, Tommy, will you teach me how to do it? Because I can get it because I was a teacher. I was well, a teacher at the West Side Comedy Theater. I could teach everybody how to do it. I got the shot, too. Come on, Tommy! <laughs> Tommy, do you have the second one? No, the second one is in three weeks. Are you going to go right after that and do orgies again? Outdoor orgies? No indoor orgies because then you know you have to be vaccinated. But then the indoor vaccination Olympics. Yeah, but I prefer outdoor anyway. So hold up. Okay. Guys, do you want? Chip, Chip went on the site yesterday at Dodger Stadium, and there were a shit ton of appointments. It was super easy to get an appointment. I mean, do you guys have appointments too? No, no, because we're not eligible. But wait, uh, but they just opened up new eligibility today have you guys checked i'm looking at the los angeles county public health uh website and it's entering phase b uh phase one b it seems and yeah they're expanding to different types of workers uh 65 and older has already been covered but i'm still examining this i i don't think i'm eligible yet well i just received something from my doctor that says 16 to 64 and, you know, you have to have an underlying condition that qualifies. And, you know, there's a certain amount right. that don't necessarily qualify. It's got to be, you know, fairly severe. Um, y- yes. So. But there were a ton of appointments. It was easy to get one. Um, you know, if you, wanted, if you decided to say you had an underlying, you know, if you had a condition, it was not hard. Before that, he, he we would just been experimenting. Before that, yesterday it was hard. We couldn't find anything. It was ridiculous. But then yesterday, suddenly everything opened up in the morning. 
There's actually a simple way to do it, um, which I can explain after the podcast. Thank you, Dami. Oh, he's, uh, he's not going public with this. Okay, but um, um, it just, it, uh, uh, yes, so we want to get everybody, we should all get vaccinated and then we can have, I, I was thinking about that. I thought, oh, I need to, uh, I need to fix my, my patio chairs. So, uh, we'll be back. Yeah. And we're going to have, we're going to do a variety show in your yard. Yes. And charge people. Helen's into it too. Okay. Okay. I'm going to reenact the Frances Farmer scene where she's like, I don't want to be dull, average, normal. I'm going to uh, reenact that. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to dramatically perform uh, the stories that are on before recipes on websites. Oh, DJ, will you play the um, physician? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be your I'll be your lobotomy doctor. Yeah, you're the physician. Totally. Um. Uh, all right. What What other things are you guys looking forward to? What's What sort of? Okay. Um. You have just been okay. You've gotten your second vac- your second dose of the vaccine, and it's been a week later, and now you are ninety five percent immune to this thing. What's uh, What's the first thing that you want to do? Stand up comedy in front of an audience. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go see Jackie do stand up comedy. So you. Oh my God! I love you, Julie. Julie, when you're 70, we are going to that motherfucking mission and getting cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I fully endorse that. I am I'm I'm there for it. Um, what I will probably I will probably drop by the gym a little. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep doing my outdoor cardio when I do my cycling, but uh, time to do some weights again. So, yeah, I'd feel pretty safe if I'm vaccinated and the gym is doing masks and limited capacity. Um, well, Los Angeles County um, gyms have opened again. They're supposed they're supposed to be kept at ten percent capacity, but they are open now. Yeah, the gym in my building is open. Only three people at a time can be in it. Okay. Oh my god. Um, what about you, Dar? Only one has to have COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only one. Uh, Dart, what about you? Gosh, I, there, well, there are so many things that I'm sure all of us would like to do as a result of, you know, the availability of the second vaccine wave's efficacy. I think that if there was one task that I've been waiting for for a while to accomplish, it's getting back into a movie theater and feeling less, you know, awful about an indoor space with dozens of people potentially uh that's definitely high on my list but honestly it would be as simple as just seeing friends and not feeling this incredible weight of dread in the back of my head oh wow way to bring it down do you do you feel <laughs> dread when when you see me dart i, I feel so sad um we no, all no, 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 it's not like that we, <laughs> we all feel dread when we see dommy but usually for different reasons um, there's always feces on Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> he I think Tommy should have a, another birthday where everybody brings dessert. No, having, Julie, why are, would you do that? We're having a dessert party at CJ's mid late summer 
whether you like it or not. For our birthday. For our birthday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. do the, we'll, the dessert we'll do party combo. for our birthdays. We'll do oh, a orgy in the gazebo. January 1st, we're having a big old birthday party, 50th birthday party for Jan here. Everybody. Ooh. Uh, J- July 1st. Okay. All right. That'll be fun. I think it's going to be a big party summer because everybody is so... It's a like so gilded dying. age. Yeah, so dying to socialize. So Here, uh, This is going to be an orgy in the gazebo. Oh, totally. The roaring, the roaring 20s. Yep. Do not want to put a black light in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that where you play Mission? Uh, yeah. And, and Brigham Young? Mission and Brigham Young gazebo? Yeah, with and Mission. Dog, and Dog Sitter. Don't forget Dog Sitter. Dog Sitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, all right, what's good, people? DJ, you need to write a book. It's really funny. It's really <laughs> it's like, funny. The tension in the book would be so funny about you not having sex on the mission or Brigham Young and then finding out later. Yeah. Well, he and did then the dog it. situation. You're so lovely and these funny, and you bring up that dog hesitantly, and I've brought it up every day the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> Billy, what, are you, what, are you, what were you saying? already wrote about it and on some level called latter days I, yeah, oh. I, have, I have written parts of it and everything but uh, but yeah. you need to write it from the view of the monkey <laughs> <laughs> i think this guy was smuggling another monkey in his pants <laughs> yes yeah. that can that can be the thing that i write an autobiography but all just from the point of view of of animals and other people who are just tangentially associated with whatever and it's called what the fuck is this guy doing yeah Um, which i'm sure is what the monkey was thinking um all right what else what else is good what's been um so you know my good thing is is yay yay going to get this vax vaccination oh Oh, mine is did i tell you guys about the chest show yeah chest show Chest or chess? Chess. I'm doing a chess show on Twitch where chill, I'm going to have clips of children teaching me chess, and then I'm going to have <laughs> I'm going to play other comics at, in chess once That's cute. a week. Once a week on um, Thursdays at two o'clock, two to three. That sounds oh, fun. That sounds really fun. Someone's learning chess. Woo! Yeah. It's a brilliant okay. game. What? Uh, what else? Tell them about uh, Ricardo. Oh, Ricardo. That's oh, right. my God. Sweet, sweet Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Yes. So uh, every now and then on our Sunday cyclings, we take a hill in the Palisades that goes up towards past the school and into this park area. And Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> and, and Dami says, oh, why don't we take this route up this other path that we don't normally take? And we assumed that it might just lead to where we normally go. We take it up and it gets to this gate. And this gate is in front of this complex of buildings where, you know, we just imagine they, you know, have park summer things for kids and whatnot, camp stuff. And we're all just sitting there enjoying ourselves. And this truck pulls up. And the truck guy gets out, opens the gate, he goes in. He's just this nice guy. We don't really mind him much. And then he comes back out and starts talking to us. Really pleasant guy. He's been working there for decades. Just as He's been doing the park groundskeeping assistant stuff for like 30-something years. 
really lovely person. His name is Ricardo. We had a total great talk about so many things. Just a very nice conversation. And it can happen while COVID is all around us. It's a very nice reminder that the real world still exists. In, in Wait, is that world. it? Is that the end of the story? That is the end of the story. Nothing Are you story. kidding me? <laughs> I'm sure you're waiting for something so, into the drive-by on Ricardo. I'm sure you're waiting for something lewd or salacious, but no. There was something. Dart, Dart was taking a whiz. Tell them about the Ricardo, and that's it. And then, Ricardo, right when Dart starts taking the whiz, Ricardo shows up and Dart panicked. And that was kind of funny. That's funny. Dark panicking. That's okay. It was, it was a funny moment because of all the times I could have gone, of course, I, I went at the latest possible moment without knowing that he was going to show up again. I, I think about that because, <laughs> yes, there have been times where, uh, especially on road trips, where you're like, oh, 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 okay, I just got to pull over and jump out and pee. And you're so careful to try and disguise. I, I used to be like really careful to, to oh, yeah. like, oh, I want it to look like I'm just checking the tires. So if <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Past, I would kick the tires while I was peeing, which was always awkward. And then eventually I started to think, okay, especially when I'm driving that I see – somebody over peeing by the side of the road. I'm like, Oh yeah, that dude's peeing. Yeah. And you just drive on and don't think about it anymore. So I thought, eh, I don't know it's probably not as big a deal as I, as I, as I yeah, make the, it out. The, the seeing that someone is peeing, I don't think is the big deal. I just try not to expose myself to people. Well, this, this is probably, that's probably a good rule, especially <laughs> in the workplace as you proceed with your career. Yes. So, uh, yes, we will keep that in mind. Let's not expose ourselves to people. Um, and uh, meanwhile, anything else good? Well, if not, then we will wrap this up. This has been another episode of Good Stuff for uh, <laughs> Good Stuff for Bad People. I don't. I don't. That's a new segment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>